On mine, it says you're muted. Oh, yeah, you're muted, Matt. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> Ding dong. Yeah, but I'm, I'm muted on... Oh, the thing is, I'm muted on um, fucking... What the fuck? On uh, I hear you through too. Google. Oh, I know. Okay, I know what happened. So I know what happened. So we're not going to get to have that spicy Lee Harvey Oswald take right at the beginning because oh, we were no. muted that whole oh, time. That's a damn shame. No, we'll no, just splice it in. Shame. Spicy splice it in. Lee Harvey Oswald take. <laughs> very spicy. Just lost to the ether. You know I, how I feel about you Lee know what? A hundred, a hundred episodes. At some point, somebody was going to be muted during the intro <laughs> here's the thing was we already did that we had to do three substitute episodes because i couldn't hear tim that one time. right yeah <laughs> no oh for fuck's sake well obviously i've been drinking enough yeah get on that I mean, shit. it was i was doing like weirdo mouth noises beforehand and i didn't want to be like have you guys log on to me going like Q E Q R? loosen things up all right. Anyway, my bad. Uh, let's uh, let's do it again. Do let's do that spicy. So Lee Harvey Oswald guys actually <laughs> would have been the best MTV logo ever. Would have been the best MTV logo, and honestly, probably a great vice president as if, well. I'm on right. board. If whoever's <laughs> editing this, if you can try to put this in the back, like all of this about Matt being <laughs> Matt being on mute and <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> keep it in there, Sean. Keep this all in. I'm gonna. <laughs> That's what's happening. Welcome to Brose, the podcast for those who drink rose. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros and Rose. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweet. Hi, everyone. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And unfortunately, we are still without Mr. Tim Hansen this week. And if you think that us repeating this intro is going to keep me from repeating that joke, you're wrong. Because Tim Hansen's actually here reporting live on an audio feed from his apartment. What's going hey. on, man? Oh, hey, guy. I didn't get to do my son of a bitch bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was actually expecting him to say, like, Tim isn't here, but we got Mickey Mouse or something like that. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, I would never. Rich. <laughs> We've been doing this show forever. You think that I would invite the Mickey Mouse uh, impression in when it's not foisted upon me? Yeah, true. Uh, oh, Tim, how you feeling, man? How you doing? I feel slightly okay. <laughs> manageable. We're glad that you're 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 in a little bit more of a manageable position health wise. We we wish you a full recovery, um, and we hope that a, a morning of copious drinking is what uh, is what is cure for what ails you ultimately. Well, I mean, it hasn't hurt so far. we are recording this episode on sunday morning it's 10 15 a.m here on sunday september 20th this is the time that we had guys this is the the slot that we had available in order to record this episode so it's an early morning it's an early morning brose brunch i got i got brunch pastries and, and and wine and i'm set uh, I am uh, I am eating a bowl of Josh's Jack's cereal, uh, which we will get into later. Um, 
but yeah, we're, we're all ready, man. We're ready for some early morning drinking. Uh, we got football on later. Um, it's almost like the world isn't falling to pieces around us for just this sliver of time. Mm-hmm. Weird. I, you know what? I need it. I need it. So God knows we all do. God <laughs> knows we all do. But this is so, if you'll recall, when we recorded our last set of episodes, you actually did hit the, the magical century mark, the hundredth episode of Brose. But Tim wasn't there. What's the point of celebrating the episode if, if Tim Hansen wasn't here? Well, I mean, <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't paying attention for, for three hours, so it's possible you just didn't know. Well, it's actually uh, about five. Like you remember, it yeah, takes it was, us about five to record. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. It was five hours. Uh, we, we somehow took longer to record after uh, Tim uh, took, took, a, took a week off to, to be on the mend. But um, but so instead, uh, here on episode one hundred and three, uh, and for the rest of this session, uh, we are going to be uh, we're going to be uh, doing our hundredth episode celebration. So what we're going to do is we're going to go back and we're going to answer the questions from our previous uh, our first session, our very first session of Brose. We're going to go back, uh, answer those questions, see how things have changed, uh, <laughs> and uh, and go from there. Uh, how are you all? Uh, you all y'all ready for that? You all ready to to, to sort of get into that? I, I, w- for this. I will Good. say it's it's pretty still well timely because this is also our two year anniversary. This is 103, Ooh. 104, and 105. Uh, so. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it still works. It's wow. magical. I mean, it does feel like it's been seven years since we started this podcast. <laughs> so y'all uh, forgive me if I'm a little lost as to when the actual anniversary is. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is this is it, man. Wow. We actually freaking did it. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> Two, Two years. freaking years of this podcast. Unreal. Yeah. And 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 to think we're not a, a, an iota better at doing this than we were <laughs> when we first started. <laughs> um, we're so good at this. <laughs> I do genuine. I do genuinely believe that, but but self-deprecation is one of the best forms of humor. Exactly. Welcome <laughs> to the Brose Podcast, available as always on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and everywhere else refined podcasts are bought and sold. Um, if you've listened to any of our hundred plus episodes before, you know that the premise of our show is that we answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything. Except for this time. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, but if you have a question you'd like us to answer on a future episode of Brose, please email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Before we get to those questions, though, we're going to discuss what we're drinking this morning. <laughs> um, so uh, who wants to discuss their beverage first? I do. All right, Timmy, what do you got? Which is fitting because I went first on our first episode. <laughs> yes, you uh, did. <laughs> So being and, the, sim- and similarly to your first episode, you're not actually drinking like real <laughs> exactly. I got to celebrate the way we started this thing. Um, so as in our first episode where I was being an a-hole and decided to drink uh, rosé champagne as my protest for not being allowed to drink scotch all the time. Good bit. Um, I wish you committed to it. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> I beautiful champagne. B-I-U-T-I-F-U-L has made a return, except this time in the form of a mimosa. So my my rosé champagne is back, but being chased with orange juice and a fancy champagne flute. How do you like it so far? Uh, it's fine. I love mimosas. <laughs> I think the rosé part is making it less tolerable, but like, you know what? It's mimosas on a Sunday morning with my bros. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a recurring angle is that the rosé is the worst part of both the drink <laughs> and the show. <laughs> um, uh, Sean, what are you drinking this morning? I'm drinking 
Valari Vineyards, uh, outer from the outer coastal plain. This is a local rosé that Mary picked up at the um, at our, our local farmers market, mm-hmm. um, and it is very fruity, like but in a bitter fruit way, like grape. It's very grapefruity, you know, just like very. This is an adult fruit drink. Um, mm. So I had some initially just as the wine, and it was it was good. Uh, but then I decided to go. I t- decided to go like a bootleg mimosa route and put some Lacroix in it, just to. <laughs> and let me tell you, it's not mm. great. <laughs> the uh, Lacroix is definitely torpedoing this wine. <laughs> so the wine is good. Don't put Lacroix in wine for fake mimosas. But you know, I'm not. I'm going to drink it. I'm going to drink the whole thing. Yeah, what a trooper! <laughs> I appreciate that. The world appreciates that. Uh, Rich, what are you drinking? Uh, similar to uh, Tim, I went back with to my original first uh, bottle, which is Lab. Uh, it has a little cute doggy in it, and it's Lab Rosé, and it tastes really good. <laughs> there you go. Excellent. All right, so let me tell you about my morning, guys. Um, <laughs> so so woke up, yeah, like 7.30 this morning, 7.45, started getting some stuff done around the house. I figured, okay, I'm going to get my, my, my jog out of the way. I'm going to go for my, my, my yog and and because I'm going to be sitting down doing this podcast for a while. I'm going to be watching football. I'm going to be on my ass most of the day. Let me get this out of the way. Um, so finally get out the door at like 8.30 to go for my run. Uh, talk to my neighbor for like 10, 15 minutes about football. I love talking to my neighbor, but it slowed me up by about 10 to 15 minutes. Um, then start start jogging. Um, immediately like round the corner and like hit my, there was like a jagged piece of sidewalk. I trip and I fall on the sidewalk. Mm. Um, I managed to break my fall and fall on the grass instead. And I'm like, ah, shoot, skin my end. Okay, fine. Continue running. Um, then I realized like I have my, my headphones in. I realized my Bluetooth is breaking up a little bit. My head, my phone had slid out of my shorts, uh, in that one moment (laughs) that I did my tumble and was now like, you know, a block away uh, from where I was. I had to run back, try and find my phone, found it. Um, then my phone uh, died halfway through my run. Uh, so no music. Uh, I had to come back and do that. So I had to check. No, no real reason. It went from like 60% to zero uh, for the battery. So it was awesome. Um, and then I came back and I was just like, fuck it. I'm drinking an Irish coffee during this podcast. <laughs> so it's not really an Irish coffee either. It's just Kahlua in a, in a glass of coffee. I do have rosé I'm drinking later, but I was I just I just wanted this coffee, man. I just I really wanted a Kahlua and coffee. It's 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 brunch. That's allowed. Yeah, that's I, 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 I stuck with the brunch theme. I, I continued with it. Um, but <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, long story short, I'm drinking a Kahlua with uh, with regular uh, coffee and it's good. It's good because it's Kahlua and Kahlua is delicious. <laughs> nice. All right, gents. Um, so here's the deal. We have uh, an email that each of us were sent full of questions um, from from our first uh, couple episodes of Brose. Uh, now, the first time we did this, I think I read all the questions, um, but we've since then started a rotation. So how about this? We'll do like four or five per episode, um, you know, see what we can get through. And then uh, and we'll just rotate who who does the who does the readings. How's that? Mm-hmm. Sounds good. So who wants Word. to go first? You know, Tim, it's been a while. Why don't you go first? Been a while. No, that song stuck in my head. <laughs> been a while. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Um, pretty much. All right. So uh, starting with the questions from our our recording on the October 1st, 2018. It's been so long. I know. Uh, You're so young. <laughs> pumpkin spice prevalence. Do you dig? 
Or like, are you a basic bitch, or is that just like a cop out? Like, get that shit out of you. Like, what's the deal? So, what's the deal with pumpkin spice? What's the deal? What What about that? What's up with that? Uh, No pumpkin. Very little spice. Um, It's funny looking at these questions because I honestly don't remember anyone's answer to any of them. Like, I vaguely some of them, but yeah, this is wild. No. I remember I three like, of them. I remember I feel like three my of them. Response was, uh, uh, don't yuck my yum. Like it's not my thing, but I'm not going to shit on you. Except also, I'm I'm probably going to shit on you a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to be fair, you would do that. Bad. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's ultimately the position we've come down on a lot of these. Like, what's your take on this fad or this you know thing that people love? Is like, look, pumpkin spice is not my thing either. Um, it's also not infringed. Like. Nobody is the the pumpkin spice uh, police are not banging down my door and going like here it is your your quarterly <laughs> influx of pumpkin spice it's it's it has zero impact on me like it is zero impact I don't order it I don't get it my my wife isn't a particularly I believe my wife is a particularly big fan of it but we don't I don't care if people like it like it's mm-hmm. you know it's not it would the only problem would be if like they substituted something off of the like if Duncan had like the Casnell special somehow as a coffee choice and they replaced it with pumpkin spice. And then, then I might have a slight problem because it starts infringing upon one of my favorite things. Other (laughs) than that, don't care. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm totally a fan of pumpkin spice. I love it. Um, but I don't go out of my way to get it. It's more of, if I realize it's there, I get it. Um, like yesterday I went to Wawa to get a coffee and I got Colombian blend. And as I'm filling it up, I look over, I'm like, shit, pumpkin spice is out. Well, I'm already halfway mm-hmm. through the Colombian, so I'm just going to keep that. Mm-hmm. There you go. But like next time I go to Wawa, well, I'll probably get the, the pumpkin spice. Have you had the um, the holiday blend at Wawa? No, I don't so, think so. I it's qu- it's quite good. It's it's not like minty or anything. It's 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 just I like it. It's it's okay. it's, it's a it's a good like it, it usually rolls around like mid November or something like that. It'll be you know they'll put like snowflakes on the the canister and everything. So. Yeah. Quite good. Mm-hmm. Would re- would recommend. I have to yeah. I have to keep an eye out for that. I don't often go out for coffee. It's I'll just make the coffee in my house. I'd, I'd much yeah. rather just have mm-hmm. it from my house than than go somewhere and get it. Oh, it's immensely cheaper. I mean, like oh, you yeah. get, like the freaking econo tub of coffee at Wegmans is you know seven eight yeah. bucks. Yeah, you know that's that's like the first thing when people start talking like they. they Whenever you Google like how to budget or how how to save a couple of bucks, you know, buying lunches at work, like the number one thing is like stop buying coffee at, at like the cafe mm-hmm. at work or stop buying coffee yeah. at Starbucks because the cost just just skyrockets. And the, it, the markup it, on coffee is crazy. Yeah. yeah, and it adds up so quickly. They and you'll realize that you're like it's a dollar fifty a day or whatever, but it's like if you're buying it every day, that's like mm-hmm. forty bucks a month right back in your pocket. If you just if you yeah. just but then, you know, buy a, then one week of coffee is like congratulations, you just bought a canister that you can use for like two months. Yeah, and, and then there's those people who are who will go to like Starbucks, and their coffee is like five, six, ten dollars a day, and it's like, all right, well, you just spent seventy bucks a week on coffee, so that's the one I don't get because it does it's economically just preposterous to me. Like I understand, like I don't understand, I, I don't discount that it's good coffee, that it tastes good, and that they put a lot of work into it. I just can't imagine spending six bucks on coffee every day. Yeah, like that's yeah. a once a week at most proposition. For yeah. Me. Yeah, that's an, yeah. when I'm in Target and there's also a Starbucks in Target, we'll get something and walk around Target with it. Yeah, so not, I, Yeah, I never, uh, I'm never seeking out a Starbucks. Ever. What's your uh, your experience with uh, PSLs, Sean? I love it. It's to <laughs> me, to, I'm drinking a pumpkin coffee right now, uh, along with my mimosa because I. Attaboy. 
you know, I know how to brunch in the fall. <laughs> but it, but for me, it is a very, it has become a very significant, like a significant fall activity is to have pumpkin coffee. And so I, it to me is very comforting. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a nice blanket on like a warm fall day or a, a chilly fall day. Right. So I, I now have gotten to the point where I'm like, I'm into it because of that, because it like reminds me of how nice, like fall's my favorite season. So it just yep. reminds me of that. And I'm like, put it on. And, and, but to be clear, I don't give a shit if you don't like pumpkin spice. Like it's my yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's I think more I, remember, I prefer for more people hate it. It's more pumpkin spice for sure. I think I remembered part of my take from the first episode and I think it's uh, still prevalent. It just uh, doesn't have, I think it still stands. It's just not as prevalent. Uh, is 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 that people some people who like pumpkin spice are like those annoying vegetarians who have to constantly remind you that they're vegetarian mm-hmm. it's just like oh i gotta get pumpkin spice now i gotta get the where's my pumpkin spice fuck you <laughs> and it's just like please go away uh, in i don't a, care on a that you like note pu- i uh, be- have since become a vegetarian since the- <laughs> there we go Jeez. <laughs> yeah but you don't remind people about it i don't have anything against no, vegetarians i, I was just also, uh, Sean, he, he didn't. He doesn't mention this as much, but he's planning on telling us all about how he got rid of his TV. And he just loved it. <laughs> I mean, I I could use that segue to TV go anymore, into, man. I could go. I'll use this to segue into our next question. Sean, how's your gross stomach problems? <laughs> yes, my gross that is in fact problem. the question that we asked in one of the first three sessions: was how's Sean's gross stomach problem? Uh, it's it is under control. <laughs> I guess it under still control. sucks. I I take you know I take uh some medicine to uh mitigate my really bad acid reflux because we figured out what it was but i had to go through a whole rigmarole to find out that i just have really bad acid reflux that was it that was the whole thing uh they thought i had some disease i don't remember what it was at this point but it wasn't that so it's under control i eat i eat less things that are bad for me i have lost i think like 35 pounds Holy crap, man. Yeah, since that, because of that specifically. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I lost it for bad reasons because I couldn't eat anything, but then I kept it off because I have choices that I have since made. Yeah. So, what specifically have you gotten rid of from your diet that's helped with that and also helped with, with your weight? Um, I don't drink soda anymore as much. Like, I, I will have, like, one, but I was drinking it, like, fairly frequently. I drink less, like... A big thing was when I when I would get coffees, I would get coffees most days and they would be like, you know, uh, like some sort of like cappuccino or whatever. And that is just so bad for you because it's just milk and sugar and like it's just so bad. So now I just get I will usually just get coffee and I get it so much less like and I'll, or a, and I'll get a smaller one. I'll get like a medium instead of a large. But yeah. it it was really just like being aware of myself and also like my stomach set natural limits. So I couldn't overeat because I was bored, you know, or like sometimes you'll just eat. You're like, I like this. I'm not really hungry, but this tastes good. And I can't really do that anymore. I can only eat as much as I need. And so it's been a, like a forcible, it just forced, forced me to portion control a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I and honestly I think that's what most people's problem is. It's just it's really hard to control portions because food the food that we eat is made to make you want to eat more food. 
Yeah, scene. and especially the last six months or so, like I've found a lot of pleasure and a lot of solace in in cooking. Like, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people have, especially you know, you're you're inside a lot more. Restaurants were closed for a significant period of time, so you know, I got a lot of pleasure after you know a stressful week. You know, just you know, stressful life situation basically. To just like, I'm going to take five hours. I'm going to cook. I'm going to listen to some podcasts, and I'm going to cook some good food that I'm going to be able to enjoy this weekend. Um, and, and, and next week as well. Um, and then it's like, you know what this is, but then you, you start getting into like, okay, are you using food as a reward? Cause you're not really mm-hmm. supposed to use food as a reward for like, you know, unpleasurable things. Like it's nice to be like, you know what? I deserve this. I had a hard day at work. I deserve this like Big Mac or whatever, mm-hmm. but you know, then, then you're fucking up your, your, your reward system in your brain. And that's, that's a, that's a big challenge for me is, is not using food as a, a reward for tough situations. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that, 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 in addition to the fact that, you know, like you said, Sean, most food is, is geared to make you like, like just, just eat as much of it as possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, So anyway, glad you got your your stomach relatively wrangled, Um, you know, tied it down, roped it. Exactly. (laughs) Whatever it is. Yeah, it's. I mean, Weird. it's good, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, any other thoughts on Sean's weird, gross stomach problem? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm glad that it's two years. Let's in turn this one I, over I to listeners. What do you guys think about it now? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying, Sean? I'm glad that it, that it's not still a problem because that would have mm-hmm. been a nightmare. <laughs> two years in, and I'm still stuck. I'm still like Just fucking still struggling. at a complete loss. Just yeah. think, uh, Tim, at year four, you're going to be asked about your uh, strange two month long headache. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Dude, I can't wait to find out that like. It's just like you left a pencil lot like <laughs> behind your ear for like an hour, and <laughs> yeah, it's just like still saying, "Oh my god, look here it is!" <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's just a really bad sinus infection. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would, that would suck. Yeah. yeah, you're just dehydrated the whole time. <laughs> um, Honestly, I think that's been my least favorite part is everyone like coming up with like, "Oh, I know it's been two months." But I guarantee you haven't heard this thing that I think is going to solve all of your problems. <laughs> you you haven't like, thought about it at all? Yeah. Oh, you think cutting out all caffeine, soda, and just drinking a bunch of water is it? No, I wouldn't have done that immediately. <laughs> oh, allergies? No way. I never would have thought it was allergies. You are a fucking genius. You know what makes me feel better after a headache that I've had for 25 minutes uh, that I think is applicable to your problem, Tim, is going for a jog. <laughs> You know? <laughs> yeah, that ain't it. I think, that's, I think that's directly applicable to your <laughs> two month long migraine. The uh, um, the the hike did not go well. <laughs> god, oh my god. Oh man, dude. Um, all right, Tim. What do we got next? What's our next question? Um, next question is red light cameras. Do you dig? <laughs> oh, red light. <laughs> is that what? I can't believe this is a question. <laughs> well, it's because they were in, I guess, installing new red light cameras at one of the intersections near one of you guys. Yeah, it was, uh, we got an, we got a, we got mail from a dude who like mm-hmm. sent a, he sent oh, us a yeah. letter that was like red light cameras. They like, did you know that mm-hmm. they actually cause more accidents than they prevent? This sickens me. Just like a bunch, a bunch of this sickens me comments. And honestly, yeah. that guy. So I wasn't persuaded by that guy, but I've since researched, like, done research into them, and I'm on board with that guy's argument. <laughs> like, uh, I don't like okay. them. Yeah, <laughs> very anti red light camera. Oh, I didn't yeah. think I would be, but I yeah. am. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> I, I don't think you can be 
after after what we've we've seen with with law enforcement and with like the surveillance state and everything like that over the last few years, I don't know how you can possibly be in favor of red light cameras. <laughs> uh-uh. Like, come up with a persuasive argument that doesn't make you look like a fucking narc. Uh, for red light cameras, <laughs> like I, I've, I've got nothing. Well, or- initially, I was like, okay, I guess the the idea is that they would preemptively stop people from running red lights, which would you would assume is safer. But like the the data doesn't like pan out, and also it is shown that they usually put red light cameras up in like poorer neighborhoods, specifically well, targeting people of, you know, people in lower income brackets. So it's like, it's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> well, they them. put them in high traffic areas because they're in, they're like in every freaking intersection in Philly because yeah. everybody's on Broad Street every day. Like it's, it's, it's the, it's the fact that in high traffic areas, they're mostly cities and in cities mm-hmm. you mostly get, you know, the, 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 the economic uh, demographics skew lower. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, it makes sense for them why they'd want to do it because like, you know, there's no point in putting it at an intersection that's just like, you know, Farm Lane and Barn Avenue. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't, you know, there's no, nobody goes by there. So, but, but it doesn't make it any be- fairer. It doesn't make it any better. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, it just means that you're, you're hitting that area the har- harder. And like you said, Sean, it's, it's, you know, it screws up your incentives. There's a bunch of, of unintended consequences with it. Cause instead, instead of, you're just going to try and floor it through the yellow light or like, you know, mm-hmm. it, 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 it doesn't work. It doesn't work, man. I, yeah. Like I, I'll be a hundred percent honest. Uh, it, I can remember having ran two red lights in my life. One, mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was red. The other one, it had turned red and it would have been way too dangerous for me to slam on my brakes and stop. than it was to mm-hmm. just go through. And like, because the, the green lights have a delay from when they turn red to when they turn green on the other side, it was just, better for me to go through and as i'm going through i look over at the guy on this like who's who's getting ready to like cross me i'm like sorry Mm -hmm. and just keep going like i would have caused a probably worse accident if i had slammed on my brakes knowing that there was a red light camera there to stop it Mm -hmm. it's just they they are the worst they yeah they are totes (laughs) totes totes the worst (laughs) i i i don't know if this exists or not maybe this is in europe or somewhere what about a red light? Obviously, you got your red, yellow, green. What about a red light where the yellow light, instead of having just yellow light, it has like a three, two, one counter on it? It turns it to red. Do you think that would help? It's something I've, I've bandied about. Like, I don't know if that would get people to slow down more or not. But I, one, one problem I've had is like, I know that the timing of the red, the yellow light is dependent upon like how fast you're supposed to be going on the highway. Like, if you're going mm-hmm. 50, if you're in a highway that's going 55, you have to give more people more time to slow down. And in cities where it's a slower speed limit, you know, you can give people less time. But what about like just putting like, okay, yellow light, three, two, one. And that way people know, okay, I'm not going to be running a red light. I'm not going to be like slamming on my brakes too early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think I, that I would know. be good. But I, I think it might. But I think that's a, yeah, that's a good future fix. Because in the, in the meantime, I think you're going to have a lot of people who can't estimate time. You're oh, like yeah. three seconds. I got this. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I know. Well, it's, I've I've noticed that the uh, the walk signs are kind of linked to that. So like mm-hmm. it'll change. Like it'll have twenty seconds to change to get yeah. you to stop walking in whatever direction. That mm-hmm. kind of coincides with the red light. Mm-hmm. And at least you're providing more information when yeah. you do that because like. I, I completely agree, Sean. I think you're going to get people who are like, yo, I know what three seconds is and they don't know what three <laughs> seconds is. But right now you're presenting them with no information. So it's like you have to be like, OK, I'm 
you know, 10 feet away from the light. I'm going this fast. Do I have to, ah, shit. <laughs> and, like, yeah. and, and, and you're rolling through. Yeah. Um, I have no idea if that's something that it seems like that I I've, I've seen pictures of it, but I haven't done enough research. I'm just spitballing. Mm-hmm. Here. Um, anyway, uh, any other thoughts on this? I can think of one other argument, um, for red light cameras that I think is immediately dispensed, which is, um, that red light cameras give the police time to do other things. Cause they're not busy, like, you know, sitting up speed traps and everything like that. Um, clearly that hasn't worked. So, uh, yeah. so maybe, maybe we just forget about that as an argument and, uh, just get rid of red light cameras. Yep. Yep. Don't keep people in municipal fee hell. Yeah. Totes. Yeah. What is the next question, Tim? Next question. Toilet paper roll placement over or under? Over and if otherwise you're a communist. Over, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely over. Under by accident only. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure like the patent, like I want to say I've seen the patent pictures (laughs) for this kind of thing. And it's it (laughs) clearly states over. And I think the only argument I had for it for the opposite was like, if your cat likes to play with toilet paper, that is significantly harder to unroll. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what came up last time. It's if over, unless you have a cat, then you know all bets are off because you got to do, you got to make some decisions sometimes when you have pets to like, like normal people, you know, don't put dog bowls or don't put donuts in their microwave. But I have dogs who will get them wherever they are. So the donuts go in the microwave. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Donuts go in the microwave, toilet paper goes over, not under. <laughs> um yeah I, I i i can't believe that this is the, this that's the nice thing is that we basically solved this problem two years ago and it's not an issue anymore like, <laughs> I, like we can't we can't i i can't think of a compelling argument for under aside from the cat thing and it's just you know what just whatever like it's it's over over guys just fucking over so <laughs> another another aside we answered all of these questions in the first episode we went 45 minutes i think <laughs> about yeah, that questions in. there are so just for Oopsie. the listener there are i think like it looks like 12 questions we didn't answer 12 questions in one episode no we, we did session. we used to regularly no. get through 10 to 12 questions yeah. almost every well, we episode. just blow through God, what now is we're our just problem? we are just so much looser now we're just like okay we don't give <laughs> we don't give a shit we're just like let's talk about you know the socialism what? for 45 minutes real quick yeah <laughs> <laughs> about this toilet uh, paper speaking thing. Of which what does the toilet paper thing have to uh what does that say about venezuela guys <laughs> um nah, yeah and listen like we we got better at freelancing and, va- and vamping and, and improving <laughs> and everything like that so it's just like we can take the toilet paper question and turn it into you know a, a treatise on society mm-hmm. that's how good we are at doing this podcast now and i've been consistent m- in saying this is the best podcast on the internet <laughs> matt matt you're right the 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 first session is from the first session, not from the first episode. So the this, these twelve are from the first session. Okay, but we but we still to Sean's point, we still got through yeah. five questions in like forty five minutes instead of like three questions in an hour, and then we realized <laughs> that we have another four that we didn't read. Yeah, yeah, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Huh? what? Um, but yeah, um, yeah. So any other thoughts, or can we move on to uh, another question? Can we move on to another question. All right, Tim. let's go. Let's do it. All right, hot dog. Is it a sandwich? Oh boy, <laughs> man! What a quaint and innocent time. <laughs> like, life, yeah. life was so much easier back uh, 
in October of 2018. Not yeah, <laughs> not to make light of this, but like let's th- <laughs> like this question versus how many times we've had to preface an episode with a black man having been killed by the police. It's just yeah. like yeah, like like now yes, if somebody genuinely came to us today and this wasn't an anniversary question, it was like is this a, is a hot dog a sandwich? And it's like yo man, uh, <laughs> there is the institutions of society might be crumbling before Ruth our Bader eyes, Ginsburg sure. literally died two days ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, what, what would Ruth Bader Ginsburg have to say about this? Like, like, like how do you marry the two? Yeah. Um, to to get back to the 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 yeah, I don't want to dismiss the spirit of the question. A hot dog is a goddamn sandwich. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and I think we, we we've also discussed what qualifies as a sandwich several times. That was uh, the longest part of this question. Is like, how do we define a sandwich? That was yes. easily the longest part of the question. Because Rich, if I recall correctly, you kept trying to like work wraps in as a sandwich. Oh, yeah, um, you fucking like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just like put wraps count. No, yeah. get out. They're a wrap. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, uh, I can't remember two years ago, but uh, I. A hot dog in a raw, in a bun is a sandwich. Yes, that's correct. I mm, have to quali- I have to qualify a hot dog in a bun as a sandwich because yep. if you say I want a hot dog, you can easily just get the piece of freaking meat, the wiener, because that is a hot dog. <laughs> so what do you say when I want a hamburger? <laughs> I, you you have if you're if for the instance of this question you have to say a hamburger between a bun is a sandwich because if mm-hmm. you say I want a hamburger the meat patty is the hamburger mm-hmm. so technically if you say I want a hamburger and they just give you the hamburger meat no 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 Richard no no if, if technically if you do that you're an asshole like, you're, you're you're a pedantic <laughs> asshole if you do that yeah. you oh, know yeah. that you are oh I know <laughs> you're trying to prove a point you're trying way to, to be to, a in, dick in, yeah. for, you're trying to, to force your hubris upon me when you goddamn know what I want <laughs> if you did that no one like, like if, Rich if you invited people over to your house and you said I'm gonna have hot dogs on the grill for this Eagles game today and people came out to your backyard, and all you did was hand them a plate with a wiener on it. No one would come over ever again. <laughs> well, Never. maybe you know it. Maybe maybe that's what I'm trying to do. Are you, just, are you trying to weed out your friend groups? So the only people you have left are people that acknowledge the the the, the, the dictionary definition of a sandwich. Get out yeah, exactly. Get exactly. out of here. Scram. Um, any other scram? Hot dog is a sandwich. It is. End of end of statement. End of discussion. It it's the end of it it's the end of discussion. Done. Cooked. Finished. Finito. Um, it's it's a it's a discussion that has been grilled to perfection, covered in, in mustard, and placed directly in a bun, the way that sandwiches are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yup. Oh uh, so we did five, um, <laughs> and we and we mowed through them. Yeah, uh, we did. We've we got did pretty good. We um. So, uh, let's see. So, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We got eight more questions to go. Um, oh, they gave us all three sessions. Well, yeah. they, they gave us the first three sessions. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, you want to – okay. I, I, I didn't scroll the rest of the way down to see Uh Do you guys want to mow through the rest of the session then? Yeah. We can we can go through a couple more. Yeah. Okay. Let's do uh, it. Tim, well, what, well, what do you want to do next? Uh, we'll I'm, leave uh, it up to your I'm discretion. A, I'm going to break it up and go for that bonus. Okay. Okay. Ooh. And you it's know what the bonus time, right? is. It's Roadshow time. It's Roadshow time, motherfuckers. So as, a, as uh, if you've listened to the show before, you know that the uh, the Antiques Roadshow guessing game is a game where we are presented with a picture 
of a item that was appraised on the Antiques Roadshow. Uh, we guess what the item is, we guess what its purpose is, and we guess how much it's worth. Um, and whoever gets closest wins. Uh, mm -hmm. And of course, we at the end of the episode, we always post a picture of the item um, for you to peruse as well. So, Tim, you got the question. What's um, what are we looking at here? All right. So it looks like some old uh, like. I'm thinking like Roman or Grecian, not jar is the wrong word, jug. like jug. Yeah. 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 So like a jug, it's got like the two handles on the side for like pouring of water or wine or whatever is inside. But it is clearly covered in like mollusk shells or clam shells or like mm -hmm. it's clearly been underwater a significant yeah. amount of time. So I'm going to go with a Roman jug. Five thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this thing is definitely covered in like sand or salt and shells and maybe barnacles. Uh, I agree. I'm going to go ancient Greek. Uh, and it's priceless. No, it'll be $35,000. Hmm. Okay. 35 grand. Um, yeah, I, the, the handles, the way it's set up, it does, it looks like a vase. Um, boy. So Tim, you said Romans. Mm -hmm. Richie said the Greeks. Mm -hmm. You know what? This is from the Ottoman empire. <laughs> Good pick. And it's 15 grand <laughs> that's what i got uh so yeah it's it's so hard i i think it is because it looks i don't know it's uh from it's gonna be from a coastal place mm. it's uh yeah because of all the shells I can't think of another empire that was near a water. Uh, this is Persian. This is a Persian. Attaboy. <laughs> this is a, Attaboy. a Persian base. I'm going to say it's worth... I'm going to go 40000 so I'm just going to go over everybody. Okay. Is that, is so that now right? I, I want to throw a quick wrinkle in here because it says bonus, and it says 100-themed roadshow It's on, $100. The, on the top here. So therein lies the question. Are, are, is this relate to the item itself or its value because i'm i'm inclined to just change this to a hundred thousand dollars just for, yeah. for the sake of it um <laughs> watch it's gonna be a hundred dollars at just some no-name vase yeah and it's somebody just like, it was yeah. at a beach <laughs> yeah it's like Vinny's vase and it's or like it's a hundred years on. old and it's priceless <laughs> i'm gonna stick with 15 grand I'm, i i don't have the balls to go to a hundred thousand yeah. all right i'm um, gonna go to a hundred thousand i'm just gonna blow, blow i'll take that just because <laughs> cannot wait cannot wait to see you get this right okay um so who wants to be in the brose players this week tim you're back do you want to be in absolutely all right uh who wants to be with tim oh why don't you matt all right let's do it tim do you want to be the guest or the appraiser i'll be the guest and i will be the appraiser and action. It's uh, been in our family for a while. My father is from Italy, and when he was young, he was a fisherman. And this is something that he pulled up on the fishing boat when he was out on the sea in the Mediterranean Sea. How long ago was that? Uh, around 1960. Oh, good. That's when it was still legal to bring it up. What? What? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yes, and it's always just been in our family. It had a lot more shell encrustations on it, but over time, some of them have broken off and chipped off. 
Do you have any idea how old it is? No, that's the whole purpose of bringing it. <laughs> can, can you make a guess? Well, we're hoping that it's at least 100 years old. You can put a zero after that and a double up the front. It's 2,000 years old. 2,000 years old? 2,000 years old. This particular pipe of vase came from Pompeii. Wow. In the first century AD. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, and this is a table amphora, used only on the table, not like the large shipping amphoras for oils and grains. See, that's what we wondered. We wondered if it had oil or wine. In, in Pompeii, these were used for a fish sauce called garum. Really? This fish sauce was so famous, it was like mole barbecue sauce in San Francisco. I mean, really? St. Louis. <laughs> making up cities. You know, that famous San Francisco barbecue. <laughs> really? Really, they are famous for both. <clears throat> it's very interesting because the fish sauce was so famous that they were using it from the first century A.D., all the way up to present day. This really is a beautiful work of art because Mother Nature improved upon the amphora. The shells, I can tell, are Mediterranean type. And as I say, this is a very, very unusual that is so, oh my God, uh, that, that is so well preserved. Would they have shipped it? Is that why it ended up at the bottom of the Mediterranean Sea? It was probably being transported to Sicily. For the sauce? Yeah. Fish sauce? Mm-hmm. Fish sauce. For fish sauce, exactly. Back in the 60s, I was offered thousands of these from North Africa for 5 to $10 each. Oh, okay. Up in the 70s, 80s, they would, up to the 70s and 80s, they would have sold for $200, $300 for decorative purposes. Today, it's a decorating craze, and this one is of such great quality that it conceivably, in auction, could bring up to $2,000. Wow, wow. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming. <laughs> that was creepy as fuck. Fancy. Um, so it it's is, a Roman amphora, uh, so, uh, circa 100 AD, which is 100 the AD. There you go. Uh, and valued at 2000 in the year 2014, it's $3,000. Timmy wins. Timmy Good. wins. Timmy Good job, Tim. Nailed it, man. I, one of my favorite things about the Brose players is make, we, we make a decision. <laughs> like Tim decided this dude was from the south first sentence my father from Italy so this is guy's a first generation American and has, uh, 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 except for the deep south but man we we commit and I love that about us and I will say that I, I usually Tim makes a big commitment and uh, makes a big decision on an accent I made about four big decisions on that accent uh, on my voice but <laughs> my father's from Italy <laughs> fucking like Colonel Sanders out here um, fish sauce <laughs> <laughs> um, trying to go for like the bayou but not really <laughs> <laughs> ain't that something uh all right so good job tim congratulations well thanks um, guys do you want to move on to uh the remaining questions from session one pick out a couple of them before uh what, what time are we at we're at uh, we're at, uh 42 minutes 40, about yeah we got plenty of time uh tim go ahead but you pick out a couple more all right uh let's go for a heavy hitter plastic straws <laughs> That's it. It just says plastic straws. So I'm assuming our thing was like, how do you feel about plastic straws? Yeah, that was yeah. that was that. This was like around the time when 
I think it was the big thing was I think California had maybe just outlawed them. Yeah, yeah that was right around that time. Yeah. That was that was back when that was the big story was mm-hmm. fucking plastic straws. And <laughs> so the thing that like blows my mind is how much we've had, uh, I guess, advanced in two years. Wawa gives out like reusable plastic straws when you order uh, like a drink from them now. Well, they they were charging you for them the last time I did that. Are they still charging you for it? I didn't ask for one, so mm. I don't think I was charged for it. Oh, good deal. But I don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like. I'd have to look. I can't even find my receipt. It was like two, three, four days ago. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I got a, a reusable plastic straw from Wawa mm-hmm. for for potentially for free, which was awesome in my yeah. opinion. Maybe they were all out of the the regular kind. Who knows? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, this is this is definitely progressed. I mean, we're we're trying to be more environmentally conscious mm-hmm. in general. I don't really care about plastic straws. Like, it's not like we we've talked about environmental causes frequently on this show, and for me, it's like it, this is a decision thing, um, because plastic straws are not the reason why we're in environmental crisis. Um, mm-hmm. It's more more bigger macro problems. You know, if if you've got the uh, the means and and the you make the decision to do that, then that's fine. Um, I also think, you know, you got to make it in such a way. You got to make these these workarounds whether it's the reusable straw or whether it's the um the like the lids that you don't need straws like at the ballpark if you go to a phillies game they've got the uh the the lids where you can just uh, yeah kick it back mm-hmm. and sip it and you don't need a straw at all um but then of course they did a bunch of research and found out that the starbucks kind of that was using as much plastic as a regular ass straw would so mm-hmm. you know as the as the technology advances great i'm fine with it i also you know i'm not gonna you know you know, you know, it's a, uh, you know, vengeance and, and earth and brim, you know, fire and brimstone to your household. If you decide to use a plastic straw, it's not, yeah, yeah. That, it's not that big of a deal to me. Yeah. It's, it's largely virtuous virtue signaling almost. And it's like, cool, we're going to fix this major problem. Whereas the largest impacts to plastic, uh, plastic entering the environment and just waste is industrial manufacturing and the U S military. Mm-hmm. So, if we're not going to do anything about those, everything else is just kind of like, yeah, I did a good thing. That doesn't really yeah. actually matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it makes you feel yeah. good, it makes you feel good. But uh, Sean, what do you think? Uh, I agree with everybody. I think it's such a small thing. I And it, there are people who like legitimately need straws. So like mm-hmm. just being like you can't have them is silly, mm-hmm. especially when, like Tim said, it's. it's not even like putting a Band-Aid on it. It's like noticing that there is that you have a cut that's it mm-hmm. and just looking yeah. at it <laughs> it's yeah. doing nothing Dude, i mean purdy. yeah it's just if it makes you feel good go ahead do it that's great uh and i think in general people using less plastic is good but this this is such a small thing i think i don't know mm-hmm. not that not that doing small things isn't helpful but this specific small thing i don't think i yeah. probably told this story on the air but my, my wife and i went on a cruise for our honeymoon and this was like uh, right as this was the hitting its its peak as a, a big issue in in you know the public discourse, so you know we're out on the cruise ship and we go get drinks at the bar and my wife got like a frozen beverage or something like a like a frozen margarita of some sort and no straw, no lid accompanying it that would allow you to just you know kick it back and and slurp it but no straw as well and we're like hey do you have any straws and like well no we're you know we're an ocean based business we're trying to you know as a, an environmental choice because we sail on the ocean all day. Um, we've decided we're not going to have plastic straws because it hurts, you know, sea life. We're like, okay, that's good. 
then um, don't offer this as a drink then. <laughs> you can't drink it. <laughs> you, can't, you can't drink it without a straw. It's simply, you know, it's simply not feasible yeah. um, unless you yeah. want it all over your face. So, you know, it's it's sort of, it's, 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 it's that, that was, a, that was a, that's a minor inconvenience. We're on a goddamn cruise ship, but like, it was also like, you can see the unintended consequences of making a decision like that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, any other thoughts or shall we pick another question, Tim? Let's go. Walgreens, Rite Aid, or CVS? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm, hmm. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a Walgreens guy. I've yeah. got, I've got a Rite Aid right down, like two blocks away from me. And I think I said this same exact thing before. I have a Rite Aid two blocks away from me, but I'll drive like a quarter mile away to get to the Walgreens. Which also has a CVS on the other corner of itself, but I prefer the Walgreens. They spend all days like throwing pills at each other from across the street. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they a have gang just rivalry catapults. Like, let, let's give <laughs> them the cam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have some Percocet, you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm um, glad I'm not the only one whose first thought was Percocet throwing. <laughs> it's a freaking uh, future song with a <laughs> Molly Percocet. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> um, I, I, I'll put it this way. CVS is right around the corner from my house. So, uh, you know, in, in spite of the myriad jokes about the 50 mile long receipts, I usually go to that CVS because it's right there. Uh, when I lived in Delaware, Walgreens is right around the corner from my house, went to Walgreens. Um, the only one that's like a, an obvious no for me is Rite Aid. Like I've never, <laughs> every, every time I have gone into a Rite Aid and I've gone into Rite Aids at several different towns, locations, et cetera. And every one, I just look at it and go, <sighs> <laughs> like, like, I just walk in, like, I can't believe I'm here. Like, I can't believe I'm doing this here. That's the only one that I get that vibe from. And whether it's like the customer service, whether it's the the, the quality of 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 the the establishment, whether it's whatever, it's just it's something about that place. I, I just can't do it. So, mm-hmm. uh, Walgreens and CVS are like one A, one B for me. Yeah, and then Rite Aid is like you know down in the minor leagues. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I agree. I'm I'm a CVS guy for the same reason because it's there's always it has always been right near my house. Like there's always just been a CVS nearby, yeah. as opposed to a Walgreens or a Rite Aid. Mm-hmm. But I Rite Aid is bottom of the barrel. Rite Aid is to CVS and Walgreens what like the gas stop convenience store <laughs> is to like a Wawa or a Seven Eleven. Basically, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like yeah, like yeah. you'll go in there if you really have to. Like if you're on a road trip. And you're on the turnpike and you're like, I guess I'm getting coffee from this place. And you're yeah. like, Ugh. but it's, this, it's yeah. exactly like that. It's just right. Aid for some reason just bums me out. I know. <laughs> no, nobody is happy to be there. I mean, I was like, listen, you're in a pharmacy. Generally, something is amiss and you need some, yeah. you need medication for a reason. Um, but boy, it just, it's so depressing. <laughs> it is. Hey, man, it's bad. Um, all right. Shall we move on to well, I mean, I guess my answer doesn't matter. <laughs> I thought you said something. <laughs> I definitely didn't. Uh, sorry. Like, okay, what do you we're want? going back to how this show started. Matt sorry, forgetting that attention. Tim didn't answer her question. <laughs> yeah. Or you- anybody. Yeah. Uh, last time we asked this question, my answer was Rite Aid because it was right around the corner in like a four minute walk for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I no longer live in Westchester. So CVS is my shit because I can hit it on my way home. Nice. It's all about convenience for me. Yeah. yeah, I don't even know where there's a Walgreens anywhere near me. Lionville, maybe, but I never headed in that direction. So there's a bunch of them in Newark and Delaware, but I don't know about where where like Southeast PA. That's definitely CVS country. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And and yeah. don't get me wrong, I'll go to a CVS if I need a new scarf because I'll just buy a pack of gum and get the oh, uh, boy. get the Toots. get the long there receipt. <laughs> <laughs> there Toots. it is. There it is. The scarf length. You know, more so for me, it's uh it's their it's their management team. It just drives me crazy. <laughs> just, just, just total ineptitude from top to bottom as far as management is concerned. Uh, anyway, uh, what do we have next to? Uh, making your bed. Is it worth it? I stick with no. Absolutely yeah, I'm not. Same. I don't I've come care. around on this. My answer is yes now. It's changed. <laughs> oh, boy. It's 100% changed. It's just satisfying to look at, man. Like it, from a functional standpoint, it, it makes no difference because I'm gonna flop down in it anyway. But I have noticed um, in the last couple of months because basically I'll like on my lunch break if I'm I'll, I'll I'll step downstairs and do a couple of chores around the house, and one of them is I'll just make the bed, and it's nice because then at the end of the day, um, you know if I you know if I've got other stuff to do, I'll do other stuff. But if I just want to like lay down in bed and you know watch TV or something, I can just flop down in the bed. <sighs> it's great. Like it's, <laughs> it's just something very satisfying about looking at it. Um, about like laying on top of the the comforter instead of in the squalor that is our bed after my wife and I wake up in the morning. I, I've come around on it, man. Team, team making your bed. <laughs> You're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> here's I'm so I'm going to agree with Matt, and here's why. Here so we go. I it it was the case that I was it. It's nice, but it doesn't matter. But I cannot at this point in my life. Getting into an unmade bed at night is such a pain because right now Mary's in grad school and she started, we just got a desk in our bedroom so we could work in here and not have to be like on the couch or at the dining room table. And so she started doing her homework here as opposed to on the couch. And what was happening was I'd fall asleep on the couch next to her while she's working. We'd both get up and go to bed and then we both get into bed and be able to fucks with the um the sheets when we got in but now because she's at this desk i just get into bed and i have to on my own try to handle this all this nonsense this giant comforter (laughs) and thing so if there's another person getting into bed with you at the same time it's fine but i it's so annoying now to be like all right i basically have to make the bed to then get into bed so i'm not on top of a bunch of (laughs) so i'm like why don't i just make it in the morning and then I can just jump into bed and not have to worry about it because it's so frustrating to try to like wiggle yourself comfortable. Right. When it's a bigger. It's proven bed. to be too daunting a task to handle just one man alone. Exactly. <laughs> well, because I have to think about her too. If it's just me, then I can just roll myself into a cocoon of sheets and blankets and it doesn't matter. But I have mm-hmm. to leave enough for her to get into bed and also be able to get under the sheets yeah. or I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say I, lo- I love my wife very much. I can say that that thought process that you just went through, Sean, has never once crossed her mind <laughs> in, in our two years of marriage. Not once come up as a potential thing to consider. Um, you two guys, you've you've matured too much over the past two years. I don't think I can handle it anymore. Grizzled not about it. We are now. Well, I, I said it's it's worth it. I didn't say that I do it. That's very important. <laughs> Uh, Tim, you said that I was uh, dead to you. Explain. <laughs> no, I'm just being a dick. Uh, honestly, it's just it's not a thing for me. Mornings are such a struggle for me to exist. And I have tried. I've tried the making your bed in the morning for a sense of accomplishment. I've tried. Oh, do like little morning exercises to get your blood going. All that any of those do is make me late. 
and make me miserable. It's like I would have rather spent that extra 15 minutes still being in bed. Uh, mm. And then when the bed is made, it's like, cool. So when I do want to go to sleep and just jump into bed and go to sleep, I have to spend a couple minutes taking all the millions of pillows off and like <laughs> and untucking all this stuff and like getting into bed. It's like, no, I want to be able to pull up a blanket, lay down, put the blanket down. Done. That's it. Um, yeah, so... No, I will never be a making your bed is worth a person. The only mm-hmm. time I do is if people are coming over. And that's primarily because uh, Martha, for whatever reason, likes showing off the entirety of our house. And it's like, do we really have to show people our bedroom? I don't think that's a necessity. Does, does she do that? Uh, this the is where I'm thing? naked most. Or like well, leaves the door open for everything. And it's just like, I mean... That's my private place. I would rather that not be in general does, viewing. Does she mm. do the MTV Cribs? This is where the magic happens. <laughs> oh, God. No. Jesus. <laughs> this is where I'm naked most of the time. <laughs> uh, Rich, you said no as well? Yeah, I, no. I think my biggest issue is my bed is in the corner of the room. So it's a pain in the ass to make. So I just don't do it. <laughs> yeah, two, two, uh, two blocked off walls of the yeah. sides of the bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that. My my bed uh, when I lived uh, when I lived in Newark uh, when I was before I moved in with my wife. Uh, I, that was same situation. My bed was pinned up against the corner, and it was an enormous pain to, yeah. to try and do the fitted sheet on that. But yeah, I figured I basically would just like take one side and like Superman over the bed, flop yeah. over the corner, and like trying to like wrap it around all at once. I, That's pretty much I, exactly how that happened. Yeah. I will I will openly admit right now on this podcast. The fitted sheet came undone on the half the bed that's against the wall, and I just don't sleep on that half the bed. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even judge because I remember when I was in college, like that was like that was that was a completely reasonable decision for me. Like if the fitted sheet (laughs) popped off, like I would sleep with laundry in my bed just because I didn't feel like folding it and putting it away. Like it's just sometimes you just got to go to sleep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Tim, we got time for maybe like one more. I, I like I like the uh the the very last one or the third to last one. Either of those I think are worth reading. I was trying we, to avoid the third to last. Then you uh, can just go straight to the last one. That's just fine. Go, yeah. Gritty. Gritty. <laughs> gritty. This is, this is cool. right when Gritty was announced as the new mascot for the Philadelphia Flyers. Yes. Straight out of Kensington. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, Gritty. Has, has become so ubiquitous. Obviously, um, at the beginning, it was the, the weird trajectory that Gritty took was originally Philly people hated it. And then when it got national attention and a couple of national people were like, oh, look at this weird thing. Then Philly was like, fuck all of you. Gritty's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, and now it's become so ubiquitous that like, like Gritty rang the bell at a Sixers game last year uh, before <laughs> the game. Like that Gritty just is like the official mascot of Philadelphia sports in general now. Like forget the fanatic. Um, forget the fanatic uh, is garbage, Franklin, gritty Franklin forever. The, right, swoops gone. Franklin the dog doesn't exist. It's all gritty all the time. Yes, yeah, I'm I've, about it. I, I love gritty. I've seen so many like awesome gritty things mm-hmm. that I just I that, I think somebody shared something with me uh, yesterday where it's Baby Yoda dressed as gritty, and I'm just <laughs> like I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Count me in. Yeah, I'm a big fan of following his Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his Twitter is actually quite good. Yeah. Um the the Flyers social media team does does good work with Gritty. Like Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's like the takeaway is this is how you launch a mascot in the social media age is exactly what Gritty did. Somehow become 
like an anarchist icon, like just absolutely. <laughs> it's Dude, that was the best part. Was like both sides of the political spectrum were claiming Gritty as one of their own. Yeah, <laughs> like is he a leftist yeah. icon? No, he's a right wing. No, he's just fucking gritty. But it was, <laughs> but yeah, anarchist icon for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys looked at his uh, Twitter lately? No, I haven't. No. no. So he has a bunch of stuff up. Uh, since like the gritty run that was originally supposed to happen is not happening, they have gritty running around the city. <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah. he's doing more than a five, supposedly doing more than a five k, and it's just a bunch of videos of like him running and doing different things, but also wearing a face shield while he's doing this whole thing. <laughs> Clever. No, he's so good. cute. Very good. Nice. Dude, he's he's the best. He's the man. Yeah. He's a he's a, a yeah. bright light in a dark period. He's 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 our. He's 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 stupid as hell, uh, and we love him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He's very Philly. Um, all right, I think that's a good place to leave. We we had a couple other questions from that first session. I think we can, we can either revisit them in the next couple episodes, or we can move on to you mm-hmm. know second session, third session, go on from yeah. there. Um, but I think that's that was good. That was good. Good yeah. good good. A uh, little time <laughs> capsule there. Absolutely. All right. Too cute. Now, does anyone have? Something they want to do. A take. I uh, I, I have a take. It's a sponsored take. So so like we can start the take. Cut the drag cut the Dragon Force music right now because we gotta do the sponsor first. Okay. Um They asked to play Bittersweet Symphony in the background, but like we can't clear that. We don't have that kind of money. Uh Tim Yeah, I was gonna ask Tim if he could get honest about it. (laughs) I was gonna ask Tim if he could uh, just hum it in his best Mickey voice, but you don't really need to do that if you don't want to. I will leave. I will leave. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that ain't working. So uh, let's we'll do this read, and then I I will I'll do my take. Uh, At Walmart, we always strive to get you the best and match all the savings you can get, no matter what it takes. To start our so-called predatory pricing to destroy all small businesses so you have to support us, we'll get your pet meds cheaper than anywhere else. We also bring you savings by having poor health insurance options, being opposed to labor unions, and paying our employees like total garbage. So you can buy all the cool-looking skull t-shirts at a fraction of the cost. Now... We're leading the world in saving the consumer time. Not only do we have curbside pickup, but we also don't listen to manufacturer details of release and pre-purchase dates. That's right. We want to save you so much time that we gave Sony a big middle finger and opened PS5 pre-orders six hours before they were supposed to go live. Just look at our tweet from uh, September 16th at 6.53, where they, they sent me the tweet. It's, uh, it's an official tweet from Walmart. Make you make you wait to get the PS5? Nah, that's not like us. Go on, pre-order it now at 6.53. And then a second tweet where somebody's like, it looks like they sold out. And Walmart said, PS5 pre-orders don't actually open until midnight. And this is at 11.11 that same day. So they tweeted out at 6.53, go on and pre-order now. And then five minutes <laughs> later, also, they're like, nah. No, it was, it was five hours later. They said, nah. Oh, uh, uh, okay. So, <laughs> uh, you know... The whole fiasco where every other company frantically opened their pre-orders, caused their servers to be shot, and made it next to impossible to pre-order the system, and caused it to sell out because we want you. Well, we, we just want you to like us because we're not that great of a company. Walmart, please like us. Please like us. <laughs> please. Bold, bold strategy by Walmart to oh, yeah. put all that terrible shit about them in the read. Uh, and, <laughs> to lead with that <laughs> and uh so my take is fuck walmart <laughs> um take. so Solid take. 
uh, to to explain for for the the uh, non gamers and the people who aren't as connected in this world as I am, uh, on Wednesday the sixteenth at four o'clock, Sony released a a a, a showcase for the PS Five, announcing the price and release dates. Afterwards, they sent out a tweet saying that pre-orders will go up on the 17th. That's when Walmart was like, nah, fuck you, Sony. Um, causing GameStop, Best Buy, and everywhere else to open up their pre-orders early, not having the server capacity because they weren't prepared for it, basically killing all of their sites. Then the internet turns around and say, says, fuck Sony, because they made this bad. When it was all Walmart's fault. And I'm just like, I, I I couldn't, I knowing how shitty of a place Walmart is, I couldn't start my complaints about them being shitty for opening pre-orders six hours early without also complaining about the other shitty things they do. Yeah, it's another one of those, like, you know, in addition to all the awful stuff, mm-hmm. like, there's also like, this weird business practice where they did not take the manufacturer uh, recommendation yeah. for the pre-order. And, and, and that's... Mm-hmm. That's like it's a common thing. You can go to Walmart. I've seen it going to Walmart and picking up a game a week early because the people there don't care about street dates and just put it up on the on the shelves. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's nuts there. It's gonna be weird releasing any new like obviously it happened with the, the Switch when the pandemic happened. It happened with um with like Ring Fit Adventure. Uh, I think with a lot, anytime you release a new system now, uh, you have to be yeah. real careful because yeah. people are just like dying for something to do inside, yeah. and they're always it's always yeah. crazy when a new system like, gets released. But like it was such a fiasco that Sony has actually sent out of a an apology letter apologizing for how much of a shit show it was on Wednesday when it wasn't their fault. Yeah, but Walmart uh-huh. took care of it with this read. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's they, they good. Took so care Sony of released their statement, and Walmart decided to choose the 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 honestly the, the, the route that the route that makes the most sense, which yeah. is yeah. to come on our show and, and explain their side of the exactly. story. Exactly, yeah, get all several of our listeners. They, I, <laughs> I, I remember when this was going on. I had no idea. Like, I was just seeing tweets about it, but like, I don't care about pre-orders like that's just not my thing like i just like i'll probably get a ps5 in like two years or something yeah depending on how much jake wants one but like it's like so it was just like i'm so out of the loop i just saw like a bunch of people tweeting about where you could get one and i was like what's going on like yeah this is wild it's like it a was drop yeah it was the so what had happened was uh two weeks ago or yeah two weeks ago at this point uh, there was a leak for the Xbox Series S. So then Microsoft was like, fuck it, here's all the information for the new Xbox stuff. Mm-hmm. So then Sony was like, well, shit, now we have to release our information. So out of nowhere, they're like, here's all our information. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it was... Aren't it the was, prices the same? Uh, so the the Xbox Series S, which is weaker than the Xbox One X. And, and also it's, digital only. It's digital only is $300. The Xbox Series X is five hundred dollars. I have to say, I saw somebody make yeah, this joke. No, online. I'm talking about the pricing well, between Xbox and well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Series exactly X, the same. Yeah, the Series X and the PlayStation Five base model with a disc tray is five hundred dollars, but the PlayStation Five digital is four hundred dollars. I, oh, I saw somebody the make the joke more. about this. This will this joke only plays on this specific podcast <laughs> because somebody made the joke uh, about with the X. What are all the names, Rich? It's like the Xbox Series X, something Se- like that. So the the new one is the Series X and yeah. the Series S. Yeah, 
and somebody somebody made the joke that was like, okay, you can only get an Xbox X on Burning Star Four Volume One from Fear Through the Eyes of Madness <laughs> <laughs> on this one, but you can get an Xbox Series S No World for Tomorrow in these stores. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> it's yeah. like these preposterous names for it's, these things. You just the, fucking call it something. The Xbox. It's so ridiculous what they're doing with their naming conventions. Yeah, but. Uh, Good, the good news is I was able to pre-order my PS5 direct through Sony because I entered into a lottery to be able to pre-order and I won that lottery. So I have a PS5 coming uh, November 12th. So I can't nice. wait. Yeah. boy. Yeah. Atta your new boy. Wi-Fi router. Uh, what's that? It looks like a Wi-Fi router. Uh, mm. Yeah. Not- it's, a Nick, it's a Nick Gear Wi-Fi router. <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least. <laughs> With a much yeah, higher price tag. It. Hold on. At, at least it's not a uh, drive-through speaker box like the Xbox Series S. Under <laughs> scale. Oh yeah, this is absolutely. This is definitely a. Uh, this is more of like a modem than a router. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the the Xbox is a subwoofer. Yeah the the Xbox the Xbox Series X is a subwoofer. The Series S is a drive-through speaker box. <laughs> but I I so think it's good ugly, I, that man. um. <laughs> It seems like a good idea that they're releasing digital only consoles, honestly, because mm-hmm. I stopped. I haven't bought a like a physical copy of a game in like years. Yeah, because there's no reason to anymore. I, the, the, only, the, the only reason is it's actually cheaper to buy these physical copies now, like d- depending on the game. Like, except for yeah. with well, with Switch, I will buy physical copies for the Switch because they're the same price. Mm-hmm. But usually, I'm buying like like I said, I'm not super. I don't really care about playing stuff when it comes out that's just not me if that's you that's sure. great i don't care but yeah. like because of that i'll get a game like year like a year later for like 20 bucks when it's on sale yeah so yeah. like then it doesn't matter but i it, i yeah so what is it, the best looking video game system of all time like just aesthetically i forget about power or anything like that what's the best looking video game system you think of all time since we're talking about speaker box and <laughs> router router systems uh let's see the ps2 yeah, uh, the PS2 is pretty sleek. The, the, the PS3 is super slim. The 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 PS3 mm. slim was good too. The PS4 Pro looked nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's fine. It 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 looks like all of the other PS4s, but with like one less cutout on it. it. It's it's more like rounded and less like jagged edges. I think as well. I do like the, <laughs> the look of the jagged edge. Again, we're looking specifically aesthetics. I do like the kind of jagged edgy PlayStation 4, even if um, from a usefulness perspective, it's still a pain for me to like find which button on the little slot <laughs> is like the yeah. eject button, which one's Dude, reset. There's a freaking tiny. Yeah. I will rem- never remember getting my PS4 uh, and not knowing how to turn it on because I couldn't find the power button. <laughs> <laughs> the system is smooth. Yeah. There's no buttons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I would say GameCube, but I, I the GameCube I kind of like because it's just a freaking cube. Um, but that stupid handle on the back, like you're gonna be able like you know carry it it's to so a friend's portable. house. Well, well, that's the thing. That's the thing. Back in the day, they wanted it to be a quote portable console. That's why there was the handle. This and there was a ridiculous. bunch of third party stuff that like you yeah. could have a battery pack and an attached screen and yeah. all of these other things. And that's why their discs were a third of the size and could hold a third of the information. And <laughs> you know. uh, yeah, I don't know. This is interesting. So, so good take, yeah. Rich. Good take, Thanks. Rich. Weird ad by Walmart, but you know, I yeah. appreciate them trying but to get out ahead they, of this. It's it's just so uh, uh, weird 
um, that my take happened to be fuck Walmart when Walmart was uh, promoting yeah, or was, was advertising I, the show. I can't say I expect them to sponsor this show ever again. No, so probably they were directly undercutting their their positive message about their 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 product. But hey, they will listen. join the ranks of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rich, if they want to see any more of your Walmart takes on Twitter, where can they find you? At b underscore walnuts. How about you, Tim? At Tim R Hansen. How about you, Sean? At hey, it's S O B. And you can follow me on Twitter at mcasnell. That's M K A S. Oh no, C N E L. I don't think that's how you spell that. M K A S. Shifting back and forth in my chair, and I caught a cable. M K A S Z N E L. The podcast is available at Brose Podcast. Brose underscore podcast on Twitter or on Facebook at Brose Podcast. And you can follow our show. Uh, subscribe to it anywhere fine podcasts are bought and sold like apple podcasts google podcasts stitcher spotify soundcloud and tune in if you have a question you want us to answer on the air email it to brosequestions at gmail.com that's brosequestions at gmail.com huge thanks as always to mary o'brien for compiling our questions um going back and, and getting the questions from our original episodes and compiling them every week for the last two years we, we really do appreciate it um huge thanks as always to shannon vogel for designing our world famous logo uh, her work is available at shannon vogel photography on facebook and on etsy.com and our theme music is when by stephen siebert and you can listen to his work at the Free Music Archive. Uh, Rich, I cannot imagine what you could possibly be talking about on PodQuest this week. Uh, so this week on PodQuest, we're, we're going to be talking about the uh, catastrophic release issues of the PlayStation 5, as well as there was a, a Nintendo um, showcase on Thursday that we'll be talking about as well. So check us out, PodQuest, where all um, uh, podcasts are available. I just found out on Spotify, you have to look us up as OneQuest and not PodQuest. Mm. One quest. Yes. I co-host the Keystone Coast to Coast Sports Podcast with Eddie Provident. Uh, we talk about Pittsburgh and Philly sports on a periodic basis. Um, you can listen to our shows uh, on SoundCloud and on Apple Podcasts. <sighs> Boy, a hundred freaking episodes. No more, no less. Can't believe it. <laughs> Timmy, it's good so, to have you back. Yes. Glad to be back, bro. Tim, why don't you say goodbye to the gentle listeners? Uh, say goodbye to the listeners, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moves team. My name is Matt Casnell, wishing you a great night and a very pleasant tomorrow. And as always, be smart about being stupid. Ha ha! I can't do the Mickey voices to save my life this morning. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs>